Hey, all you nostalgic high rollers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7 Episode 10, Lost in Las Vegas, and man, did they want to play Viva Las Vegas. They tried. Oh my gosh. so hard. I, I, I... Couldn't find verification, but I believe in my heart that they played Viva Las Vegas in the original run of this because that music is like bum 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 ba da da da. It's not Viva Las Vegas, everyone. It's like it gets right to it and swerves. There's a, there's a lot of interesting music in this. Yes, episode. I agree. I agree. So yeah, we can just get right into CUTV. Yeah, let's tune in. This year, you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on November 20th, 1996. Birthdays, November 22nd, model Haley Baldwin Bieber was born. Okay. Uh, one death to mention, November 22nd, Mark Leonard, best known for playing Sarek, Fox's father, across several films and movies in the Star Trek franchise, passed away. I love that character. Mark Leonard's great. You, you've seen Sarek and stuff, right? I mean, we've seen the movies yes. together, so. Yes. Yeah, he's very good. He's I feel like outside of Leonard Nimoy, he's the only one who sort of gets the Vulcan vibe <laughs> right. You know you what I mean? You have that Vulcan vibe. You have to have it, yeah. Movies. Also on November 22nd, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Phil Hartman. Jamie, I have to get you Turbo Man doll for Jamie. It's Christmas time. You know, when I was a kid. Turbo Man. Okay, sorry. <laughs> When I was a kid, my parents put on, we put on this movie to watch yeah. and the beginning made me so sad that I made them turn it off and I still haven't yeah. seen the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I it's don't know why. It's not that. Classic. I mean, it is kind of sad, but it is. No, not it, that it is. Sad. It is. He's, he's sad. Well, Sinbad, Sinbad's in it too. I didn't even mention Sinbad. He's great. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Maybe this Christmas. Maybe. Maybe this will be the year. Also on November 22nd, Star Trek First Contact with Patrick Stewart, Marina Sirtis, plus 90210 alum Alice Krieg as the Borg I, I really Krieg? don't know. Yeah, Krieg? she's the Borg queen in that. Oh, my gosh. From the worst episode, maybe the worst episode of 90210 ever. The one where Dylan is like on that horse farm and lives out like the first it was five chapters of a romance of... novel. Oh. It was definitely one of the most random episodes it, ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, that's up there for me. It's at least top five worst episodes that we've hit so far. I think. First contact is the first contact is, is its choice. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Blow up the ship, John Luke. I say all the time. I say the line must be drawn. Yeah, this far, no farther. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then Deanna Troy has that whole drug. There's no time to talk about time. We haven't got the time. Is is this the one? Is that the one where Data and the Borg Queen are like talking yeah. for the whole movie? They yeah. get some romance. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart gets out his guns, both literal and metaphorical, with his biceps and goes crazy. Yeah. First contact. Yeah. I I remember watching it, which is yeah. not always the case. Hey, there you go. I, I well, did like I that mean, one. 
First Contact is like a completely, it's like, what if instead of Star Trek, a Bruce Willis movie, yeah. but starring the Star Trek cast? Yeah. So yeah, good times. Good times. TV, November 23rd, NBC aired Bob Hope's final TV special, Bob Hope Laughing with the Presidents. Mm. I don't have a lot of feelings on Bob Hope. I was just thinking, like, have I seen a single Bob Hope anything? I don't oh, know. You, you've I probably don't think seen so. a movie with Bob Hope in it. Yeah, I don't you know. So? I don't know which one to tell you. Probably. I, I'm i not sure. I'll have to I don't check know. on that. Okay. November 24th, two classic cartoons, The Tick and Rocco's Modern Life, ended their runs. I never watched either one of those. I've seen some of the Tick cartoon. My husband is yeah. a very big fan. Oh, of I know tick. he is. Yeah. Um. So I've seen some, and I did watch a lot of Rocco's Modern okay. Life. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But I liked it more than like. Like Ren and Stimpy and Ren and Stimpy. Yes. I mean, I liked time. most things more yeah. than Ren and Stimpy, but right. Rocco's Modern Life. He was because he was he Australian. Yeah. He was just like cute. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of both of those, but those were not shows that I like watch with any regularity. So that was, yeah, that I was don't quite know. an era for cartoons. It was. It was. Yeah, the heyday. Music. November 25th, Bjork releases her Bjork. first full length album, Telegram. How do you feel about Bjork? Because she thinks you're, you're great. I she think loves I can you. <laughs> you count can on cry. one hand okay. the amount of Bjork songs I know. I had a friend who was very into Bjork when we were growing okay. up. Which is She's probably... the one who dressed like a swan at some... I think so, okay. yes. All right. Sounds right. Got it. November 26th, The Airplane Files, a box set from the Smashing Pumpkins was released. Have you guys covered Smashing Pumpkins over on uh, your have. other... Okay. I don't think we have done any Smashing 100 Pumpkins. hundred episodes. So. Couldn't deign to do a Smashing Pumpkins. We song. haven't done a Nirvana song either on our 90s podcast. Really? Oh, my gosh. No. I know. Wow. We got to get around to that. Wow. <laughs> Video games. November 20th, Sonic 3D Blast was released on the Sega Saturn. Uh, yeah, I never I never had a Sega Saturn. I don't think I've ever even like held a controller in my hand. I don't think so. I have either. But I love me some Sonic the Hedgehog. And Donkey Kong Country 3 was released on Super Nintendo. Mm, yep. I went the Sega route, one, though. I went right? Sega Genesis, not Super Nintendo. So I don't know. I just know that a lot of my husband's video game remix music that yep. he has is from Donkey Kong Country 3, specifically. What a great plug, because you can listen to all the episodes of Radio 64 right over on YouTube. So go find it. Go find it. It's a good time. It is. It's fun to just like put on in the background when you're true. when you're doing stuff. Yeah, it's true. I, I was I was sad when that show retired because I had a good time with it. Me too. Oh, the memories live on. Yeah. On YouTube. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, before his run as Dixon Wilson in the CW era of 90210, Tristan Mac Wilds appeared in the critically acclaimed series The Wire. He played the role of Michael Lee in 22 episodes. I have not seen a moment of that show. Other Who than wasn't that, gift, on the wire. Other than that gif of that guy yeah. being like, oh, man. You know, that's it. That's, <laughs> I love that gif. That's all I got. I The Wire's on my list to watch someday. Eric has watched several seasons of it, so yeah. he's ahead of me, and he was really enjoying it. Um, so I'll get to it someday. Yeah. All right. Here's our synopsis for Lost in Las Vegas. What's the name of the uh, the Flintstones Vegas movie? <laughs> Viva Rock Vegas. Thanks Viva for asking. Rock Vegas. Viva Rock, Rock Vegas. Yeah. 
David's living the high life and takes Val, Steve, and Claire to Vegas. And guess who's playing at the hotel? It's Ray Pruitt. Woo! He's back. Yeah. And everyone loves it. He's the best person, I guess. Yeah, he's fine now. Claire decides to beat the house with math while David gets in way over his head. Meanwhile, Steve decides to steal Brandon's term paper and Brandon gets roped into a storyline with the one thing he can't resist, a damsel in distress. Yeah. The stress I felt during that storyline, we'll talk about it, but I was so stressed out the whole time. Yes, I spent the whole time waiting for Brandon to wake up in a bathtub full of ice and no kidney. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought, but... I, I and and it's sort of I mean we'll talk about it in the in the end but spoiler alert I don't know why we did that storyline I, I don't know why we I don't know why we had this gonna, little romp I, I, I don't, don't know, know. going to come back in some okay. way All right Anyway Nick who's living in Beverly Hills Today's episode was directed by Michael Lang written by Steve Wasserman uh, we had a returning main cast member. Always fun when that happens. Jamie Walters pops back up as Ray Pruitt, part of the uh, Ray Pruitt rehabilitation tour after the horrible mishandling of that character. Uh, but this is the final of 40 appearances of Ray Pruitt uh, scattered across seasons five, six, and seven. The bulk of those in season five. And then, of course, made a regular in season six. Fired. And then he gets these nice two episodes where he's he's nice now. My question, though, was like, what about the fiance? Did we get any talk about the? Because in season six, when he came back, he was like, "I'm gonna got this whole new life ahead of me with this lady," and I yeah, don't think I she don't... even got mentioned. No, I don't think they mentioned her at all. Okay, well, while he's there, he performs the song "Great Escape" from his 1997 album "Ride." I didn't need to see him again, but I do like that it's around 40 and not. Yeah, 39. that is nice. It yeah. is nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I was when he showed up again, like Steve has a throwaway line in the first scene where he's like Ray's playing at the hotel. You know, I thought it was a decent way to include him. And I like that it wasn't the last episode just felt so Hallmark special. Like he's nice now. And this episode was just sort of like, yeah, we're in the vicinity of Ray. Let's talk to Ray a little bit. He seems like a normal person. Fine. It was there was no like. It was not really like, let's do another redemption arc with Ray. It's just kind of like, he seems to be doing all right. He seems to be doing all right. Nice to see an old friend. So whatever. If I had to choose between his final appearance in season six and this, I think this is a better just kind of like Ray. (laughs) And Ray. And Ray. Returning players here. We have Dalton James as Mark Reese and Ryan Brown as Morton Muntz. We don't see whatever her name is, as uh, Tracy Galian. She's not uh, She's not in this episode. And Mentioned, I was but not present. delighted to have delighted. a respite. Yep. Although, basically, we had a Tracy stand-in with Allison Smith as Melanie Horton. Uh, I recognized her right away from the West Wing. She played Leo's daughter, Mallory, across the West Wing. And she also was a series regular on the show Kate and Allie, which was, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s. I have, like, fringe memories of watching Kate and Allie when it was on. But she was in like 115 episodes of that series regular. She looked so familiar to me, but I looked up her IMDb and I. Oh, nothing. Okay. She's been in like a few things here and there that I've seen, but nothing big. Yeah. No, it was definitely West Wing for me, but there was other things that I recognized on her credits as well. Uh, We have Tony Britton Johnson as Phil. He also popped up on things like the Drew Carey show and as the world turns. And then as our vixens, our femme fatales, <laughs> we have Karen Rowe as Linda, who was also in the Leslie Nielsen movie Dracula Dead and Loving It. 
And Michelle Mitchell as Gail. She was in Married with Children and Silk Stockings. I would like to mention that the first thing I thought of when they said their names were Linda and Gail is Bob's Burgers because Bob's wife's name is Linda and her sister's <laughs> name is Gail. <laughs> wow. I like to think they took inspiration from this episode. I, I like to think so, too. Okay. All right. Is there a character named Ray Pruitt in uh, Bob's Burgers? No. Okay. No, All right. No well, name. then it kind of falls apart there, but okay. All right. Shall we get into the episode? I think we should. Yeah. We start at the Walsh house. Steve is trying to convince Brandon to come to Vegas yeah. with everyone. Tracy is home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly and Mark are off doing their thing and everyone else is going to Vegas, but Brandon doesn't want to go for some reason. Does yeah, he give he just a says, good excuse? Not really. Why? Just, just like being home or whatever. I don't know. I mean, they would have had to take a second car if Brandon came. So, I mean, that yeah, they would have right been pretty away, That would have been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, he and Steve have this, you know, classic Brandon Steve back and forth. Yeah, it was fun. Banter. Steve is working on his term paper on the computer that's in the kitchen. Yeah, it's back in the kitchen again after uh, Valerie got that email from Cindy Walsh back in the day. It's back. And he asks Brandon if he has a past term <laughs> paper that maybe he could take a look at. Yeah. So it looks like he's written a lot of his paper already. It does. It does. Put some work into it. I know. And also, I guess Brandon is just stupid today. Like Brandon's yeah. never met Steve. But to be fair, Steve in this episode is playing Steve from season three. So it makes sense that Brandon wouldn't jump right to it. Claire comes in and needs help with the bag. So Brandon goes to help. And Steve, now looking at this term paper that Brandon wrote, decides, I'm just going to change the name from Brandon Walsh, yeah, Steve, and, uh, and that's it. I'm just going to turn in his exact paper. I know. This is crazy to me, though, because this is an independent study that Steve is taking. So normally those have a very specific topic, but I guess it just happens to... <laughs> be what that Brandon's was the same paper thing was about I, I was like but like what to- like Brandon's is about presidents or something yeah something yeah you can like just take any topic is Steve I guess? doing a poli sci independent study like is his independent study just like do, do whatever you want independently <laughs> and then study it uh but secondly like it's just him and the professor in an independent study so like the professor's gonna be like so on this page what did you mean by that and Steve's gonna be like haven't read it I don't know it's I don't know I liked idea. it it was good. It's yeah, it makes idea. no sense. Makes no sense. But I did like how we sort of threaded the needle, but we didn't see any. We didn't see that story resolve. That's setting it up for down the road, which is kind of fun. Yes, a little setup. A thing they used to do much more successfully, and then forgot to do that for a long time. <laughs> and now we're kind of bringing it back in. We had the boat race. Took multiple episodes. You know. Yeah, we're doing it. At Mark and David's house, David is on the phone with Valerie, and he's very ready to get on the road. He's like, yep. make sure bags are by the door. I'm coming yep. to get you. You you just jump in the car, and we go. Mm-hmm. And Valerie thanks him for everything that he's done. She says he's a true friend. Yeah. And they both say, Viva Las Vegas! Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, they wanted to play that music. <laughs> it's expensive. So they're driving to Vegas in the car that his grandfather gave him, loving the saxophone in this music. It was aggressive, and I loved it. (laughs) Yes. David decides he wants to see how fast they can go. Let's open up the throttle. How fast can this baby fly? Let it ride. Yep. So, yeah, everyone buckles up. We get, like, close-ups of everyone's buckles. Yeah, safety first. Safety first. 
Claire is freaking out. She's yelling at him to stop. Then Steve starts to be like, okay, like we need to stop. And then Valerie also joins in. Yeah. And he's just like turning around and laughing and taking his hands off the wheel and yeah. not taking it seriously. But no, eventually he does slow down. Yep. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Mark calls to wake up Kelly, and she knows it's him calling because he's called like every morning this for the creepy. past couple I don't weeks. See how she would find this charming, but <laughs> different strokes. He tells her like fifty times that he loves her on the phone, so he's yeah, he's very invested. He's in all Kelly. in. He's all and in. He's like, guess, let's. You know, my wife and I, when we were first dating in college, we did communicate a lot over AOL instant messenger, so there was a lot of like good morning, good night kind of stuff. So. Maybe this is just the analog version of that. Yeah. But it but yeah. it reads to me as creepy. <laughs> Man, I miss buddy icons, Kendra. Are you too young for that? AOL buddy icons was like in away messages. Oh, I loved oh my AOL. Gosh. Okay. Yes. I was sad it. to see it go. I, I miss those days. Usually I would sit in my room at a certain time of day and do homework. Uh-huh. And I would hear Eric passing my dorm. And I would know like we were liking each other at that point. Uh-huh. So I knew that. In 10 minutes when he got up to his dorm, he was immediately <laughs> going to get on Facebook yep. Messenger and start yep. messaging me. Cute. So Cutesy. Yeah. Pretty cute. So cute. Okay, so Mark wants them to be together the whole weekend. He's like, let's mm. pretend to study and just have this great weekend together. But he just has to stop at the station first. Right. And then they can go on their Just weekend. a quick pit stop. At the Peach Pit, Brandon is complaining because Nat has raised the prices on the food. Yeah. We get Nat basically in a cameo in this episode. Yeah. And there's a girl sitting next to Brandon who yep. she's distraught. She's down on her she's luck. She's not having a good time. And so they start talking to her. Like at first she orders coffee and then she changes her mind. She doesn't want coffee. Like he brings it to her and she's like, I don't want that. Yeah. It was just a weird. It was weird. It was very weird. Well, that's why I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like they really set it up like she was a scammer. Like, I I guess that wasn't the intention. That's what I thought the whole time. I don't know if we were supposed to wonder, but it was distracting because the whole time I was like, I don't remember how this goes, but something's not right here. But the whole episode, I was like, when is the scam going to, going to, come yeah. in because there's no way she's just a girl down on her luck in the I know. diner. And there's so many fake outs when the scam would happen. You know, yeah. like the things you see, the things you don't see, it's like, it's crazy to me. Yeah. So she tells them her story that she just got to LA. She's supposed to be meeting her boyfriend, but some guy stole her purse with all her money, everything, and the address where she was supposed to meet her boyfriend yeah. was also in the purse. So now she's just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And she's truly the most damsel in distress any damsel could be. Like she, if Brandon wasn't there, what would she have done? I have she no idea. There for the whole day? Probably at that time, she'd have to like call home and have them like wire money to her or something. Like, I don't yeah. know what else she would do. Well, luckily she meets Brandon and yeah. Nat offers her breakfast on the house. I know. And then Brandon says, I will give you a ride wherever you want to go. And we learn her name is Melanie Horton. And mm-hmm. she's from Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Oh, boy. Where was Joe from? Was it Beaver Falls? It was something like that. At Kelly Donna Claire's, 
Donna is is lost in thought about David. She's very worried about David. She's not going to Vegas. Um, and her and Kelly are kind of talking about this, but like she she kind of feels like, you know, David is starting to resent her because she's so yeah. worried about him all the time. So she didn't want to go to Vegas. She's just gonna, you know, let David have some time away from yeah. her. And Kelly says, Well, Steve and Claire aren't gonna let him do anything too stupid. Valerie, mm. maybe, but mm, yeah. Claire, certainly. I mean, I no. don't know about Steve, but... She's got a level head on her shoulders now that she was completely changed from the character she was in the first couple of seasons. Yeah, and they both kind of agree, like, this money has turned him into a monster. He has everything going for him, but he's throwing it all away. Mm-hmm. Which, again, to be fair, he really hasn't done anything no. yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Still has a roommate, still going to college, and just invested in a business, you know, I don't, I don't know. Brandon and Melanie arrive where she thinks her boyfriend, whose name is Phil, by the way, is supposed to be staying. It's the Wilshire Crescent Motel, which is very nice for a motel. It is. Nicest looking motel (laughs) I've ever seen. Very, yes. Trendy. It's a a hipster spot. (laughs) So they ask the front desk about Phil, and turns out he was staying there, but he left a few days Mm. ago. Mm -hmm. No forwarding. Now what's she going to do? I don't know. Well, Brandon says she's staying with him. And she's she's worried at first. She's like, how do I know I can trust you? But he says, shouldn't I be asking you the same question? Mm-hmm. Again, it's right there. That's yeah, that's a, that's a perfect place for a setup. Yeah. The fact that she takes him up on all these things, either she's insane and wants to be like murdered in a stranger's house or she wants to murder him in his house and take all his money and his yeah. kitchen computer. Those are the only two options. There's nothing in between. <laughs> all right. We get a Vegas montage. All the, all the sites At the ho- Which hotel are they staying at? I don't game? remember. I'm not sure. Is it Caesar's Palace? They're staying. It's a very fancy hotel. Okay. I know that. Yeah. It's, it's fancy. I'll, I'll concede that. So David and Valerie are sharing a room. Yes. Steve and Claire have their own room. David and Valerie have their own room. David tips the bellhop very, very handsomely. Mm-hmm. And the bellhop is like, anything you want, just let me know. Mr. Silver, of course. David says, if he gambles $10,000 in the casino, the room is free. Wow. What, what a, a deal. deal. What a deal. <laughs> a $10,000 room. Wow. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to gamble that much and I'm going to win that much. Of course. It's going to be easy peasy. And uh-oh, we get a very classic rom-com trope. T- two people, one bed. Oh, what no. Are, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Valerie's ready, though. Valerie's she, ready. She She's like, full, like, we're together again. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. And David casually says, like, Ray Pruitt's performing. What what show do we want to go to? Yes. It's yeah. such a casual line, you could almost miss it. Yes, I mean the Valerie Ray stuff. He's like, I don't know. It's like they're best friends, and she never like extorted him for sexual favors at all. Nope. nope. <laughs> Water under the bridge. Absolutely. So yeah, she she's we all trying made to, mistakes. <laughs> she's trying to get something going in the bedroom, but he yeah. he kind of brushes her off. He's ready to hit the tables. He is. She wants so. to hit the sheets. He yeah. wants to hit the tables. <laughs> so they head downstairs. Yeah. Claire and Steve are in room 3003, which comes Mm. up a lot. It's true. 
Claire thinks it's that threes are a sign. There have been a lot of threes since they got there. Like in the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, cause and effect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. So she is also, she just has a feeling. She had, what does she say? A hunch. Mm-hmm. Is that what she says 50 billion mm-hmm. times in this episode? Yeah. <laughs> she has a hunch. So they are also off to, to, Try their luck. Yeah. This is another thing that I don't really, doesn't really go anywhere and doesn't seem to serve any purpose. Claire's hunch and wanting to gamble is kind of like, okay. Brandon is showing Melanie around campus, I guess, (laughs) for something to do. Yeah. And he also, he has to stop by the studio to pick up Mm. some papers or something. But when he walks into the studio, Mark and Kelly are there making out. Yeah. And he like grabs his papers and leaves really upset. Yeah. Which, Kelly's like Brandon. Brandon. It's a little confusing because he he knows they're together, right? Yeah, I think it was just the surprise of it, you know. Yeah. And they must have like the slowest response time because he opens the door and they're like, "Make out for fifteen more seconds." Oh, Brandon. Yeah. So I I get why it would be jarring. I get I it. I get it. I just think his reaction is a little like he's clearly been pursuing Tracy. Yeah. He knows that Mark is pursuing Kelly. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little out of the blue, the response yeah. for me. Well, yeah. And especially because, like, Kelly has outright said, I'm still in love with you, Brandon. Remember that yeah. like, in the hospital? And, like, they've had all these moments. Like, is it ever going to happen for us again? And Brandon seems to be the one who's always like, mm, yeah, slow down. exactly. Slow down. So, I get his surprise. I guess it's his, like, a- almost anger that yeah. I found to be confusing. It was big, but I bought it. I feel like I could I could see responding like that in a situation like that. Back at the casino, the gang hits the floor and they meet up with Ray, who everyone is so excited and happy to see. They give him hugs. Yeah. He's their old friend Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> didn't of take uh their friend's yeah. boyfriend to court. No. <laughs> didn't push their friend down the stairs. No, never. Didn't do any of that stuff. David orders I, but, champagne. Kendra, I think I think you're forgetting that Ray had a new fiance. Oh, so, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and so like everything is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's copacetic. <laughs> yep. David orders champagne for everyone to celebrate Ray's shows in Las Vegas, and he's very excited about being a partner with Valor. And he's like, "We want you to come back and sing at the Peach Pit after dark." Yeah. Which. Ray seems to be very interested. Yeah, in. he's like, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll go from headlining at this massive casino to your failing club. Sure. David is off to gamble. He leaves everyone at the table. He's he's ready to go. Yeah, Papa needs a new pair of shoes. And Ray definitely notices that David is acting a little mm-hmm. eccentric. Yeah. Ray is like the voice of reason in this whole episode. Exactly. Right? He's like, hey, guys. uh <laughs> Don't want to be weird or anything, but David's insane now. Yeah, so Steve kind of fills him in on the money and and everything that's happened. Yep. At the Walsh house, Phil calls for Melanie. <gasps> they talk on the phone for a bit, and she's like, can he come here? They're going to, yeah, it's a shakedown. And you know so Brandon's happening. like, yeah, here's the address. Yeah. So Phil's going to come pick her up later. And I was like, he's going to come in. They're going to, like, tie Brandon up. They're going to ransack the house. Yes, because 
everything about it because the setup, the early scene with Steve, it's like I'm going to spend the weekend com- in complete solitude with both yeah. of my roommates and Tracy gone. I will be here all alone. No Anyone one can come here and kill me, and no one would know for days. <laughs> all right. Later on that night, they are watching Ray's band play. And as we said, they're playing his song, The Great Escape. Yep. From Ride. David orders another round for everyone. Steve is already, he's almost at his limit, but David's ready to to keep going, keep drinking, even though he's very drunk already. Mm -hmm. And he wants to go play some more. So he, I think Valerie goes with him to go play. Claire and Steve are on the roulette table and she's playing the number three, but she's not winning. Mm -mm. And she's very, very bummed out and confused why her hunch was wrong. Yeah. The number three is not winning for her. Yeah. You'd think a hunch on a roulette wheel would really pay off, but no. See, And that's my thing. Cause she's like math. It's my thing, but it's, it's a roulette wheel. So there's no, Absolutely. She's not counting cards. It's not like they're not playing blackjack. It's just like, where will this ball fall? And she's like, well, luckily, I'm great at numbers. Doesn't make sense. A a card counting thing would have been more interesting. I would totally believe she could count cards. And David, like, just switch them because David's playing blackjack the whole night while she's being like, roll this marvel because of math. It would make more sense for David to be on a roulette. I know. I know. Instead of her trying to use the Pythagorean theorem to guess if it's going to land on black or red, it makes no sense. Okay, so Val and David are at the blackjack table, and he's winning. He's doing well, and she says, I can't believe that the more you drink, the more you win. That's crazy. That's a bad message, but yeah. And he says, I'll put $500 on your next hand, and if you (sighs) win it, you can keep it. Hey. So I think Valerie is starting to kind of clue in. Like, uh, we're we're heading down a a not great path. Yeah. If I were her, I'd be I'd be like, did I cash that peach pit check that yeah. you gave me? I'm going to make sure that goes through. I know. Claire and Steve go back to their room, and Claire is still just befuddled. Foolproof. The plan was foolproof. She had Steve a likes the number, so why wouldn't it land on that number? He kisses her three times, and she's like, oh, oh another three. There it goes again. Yeah. Got so they go effect. back and look at their room number, and she realizes it's not three. It's 3003. Yeah. There's Mo's in there. That's the difference. So they you go back down. Those zeros. Yeah. They go back down to the casino. Back at the Walsh house, boyfriend Phil arrives mm-hmm. to kill Brandon. To kill Brandon. Take his eyes. <laughs> yep. He's Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. <laughs> the phone rings. And Brandon's like, well, why don't you two go sit in the living room and I'm going to go get the phone. (laughs) Again, a perfect setup. So it's months calling to say that he is going to pick up Steve's term paper and turn it in for him. If because Steve was like, I'm not not back in time. time. He's not back in time. You got to turn in that term paper on a Sunday. This was another thing because he's like, I'm going to come by tomorrow. And I was like, okay, so months is going to have to save Brandon because he's he's going to find Brandon's hollowed out corpse. You know, (laughs) I was like, they're going to take over the house and Brandon's like, oh, no, no one's coming. But then months will be there coming. I know It's, it's such a weird setup, but okay. But when Brandon gets off the phone, he finds Melanie sad in the living room because Phil left. But even that, I was like, okay, the guy's gone. 
You know, it just it feels like he was going to walk in and either like the TV would be gone, but then he comes back and Phil's gone. So I think, okay, still something must be happening. I was like, is he hiding in the house? Is he like waiting till they go to sleep? I know. Is he unlocking the back door so the street can come in? If y'all haven't seen this episode, like we're not exaggerating. It was this confusing. Every step of the way. I know. I should be embarrassed because I'm supposed to be the expert and I did not remember how this went with these two. But I was like, something has to go terribly awry. But no. So yeah, Phil left in that two seconds that Brandon was on the phone. He broke up with Melanie and said yeah. that he fell in love with someone else his second day in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he didn't tell her. He let her come all the come way all to the Los way Angeles. Out. Yeah. And now he's telling her. I feel like if you're this kind of guy, just tell her on the phone. When yeah. you connect with her at Brandon's house, just be like, listen. Maybe he <laughs> thought she over. wouldn't really come down. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. So Brandon, you know, she's crying and Brandon's giving her hugs and trying to be comforting. At Mark's house, Mark and Kelly are finishing up their sushi that they had for dinner. Mm-hmm. And they're canoodling on the couch. And Kelly, Mark wants Kelly to spend the night. But Kelly is like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, she's not ready to take that next step. Right. Um, And she's like, I don't want you to think I'm a tease. Mm -hmm. But Mark's like, well, making love with you is an eventuality. So why get frustrated about it? It's going to happen. So charming. Yeah. I would be like, okay. Yeah. I would would feel like he's kind of calling me a slut if he said that to me. (laughs) Pretty presumptuous. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we're spending time together. So obviously, (laughs) you know, we're going to hit it. It's just a question (laughs) of when. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David calls Donna from the casino and tries to convince her to come to Las Vegas. He'll get her a ticket. Yeah, I'll get you a ticket. You'll get here in a few hours. You won't even miss anything. But she says no. And she goes back into, you know, mom mode, as David would call it, and telling him to be careful and don't do anything too crazy. Yeah. Back at the casino... Valerie is now trying to get David to call it quits. He is losing at Blackjack now, and he's getting very frustrated. He says, this casino's dumb. I'm going to another casino to keep gambling. Yep. So Valerie tries to convince him to just come up to the room, but her wiles are not working anymore. No, they're not. not. he leaves. And this is an interesting little dilemma here that, that comes around later. Like, what was her responsibility here? Did she need to do more? You know, I think I'm not she really should sure. have told Steve and Claire at, at least, least, like, yeah, inform the gang, like, hey, David's drunk and off by himself. I don't yeah, know. I would hope yeah. my friend, if I was acting that way, would yeah. stop me. No, but they never do. And I always have to come and bail you out of some Mexican <laughs> prison. I know. You know, how many times I, we've been I in that exact scenario. I cannot even count. So Claire is doing very well on the roulette table now because she's playing 30. Or That's a, that a was the missing zero. piece. It's a 3-0 scenario. Yep. She yep. wins three times in a row. And everyone at the table cannot believe it. Yeah. I mean, this is where maybe, you know, this is the smart money's to walk away. You know? Yeah. And you she does. three wins. Yeah. And she knows it. And she's, she's like, this the is number the plan. Three, We're out. Three wins. We're done. That's it. That's it. Yep. So she and Steve are off to drink their winnings. And she even tips the guy running the table. That's cute. Yeah. She says, when you got a hunch, you got you go with your hunch. That's right. That's true. She would never yell at Steve for working solely on a hunch. Nope. Never. 
David is waiting for a cab and he runs into two girls, Linda and Gail. From Bob's Burgers. Not the Bob's Burgers characters, though. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I'd watch that crossover. So he immediately is like, hey, you guys want to come to a casino with me? My treat? Mm. What an idiot. But they say, hey, let's stop at a hotel and have some drinks first. Mm -hmm. He says, sure. Why not? Yeah, do it. At the Walsh house, (laughs) Melanie and Brandon are kind of talking through what's happened and yeah but like by the by candlelight and it's drinking it's a, wine or whatever yeah. they're drinking yeah he says um she can't believe she's spending the worst day of her life with a total stranger and how she kind of feels like she has to give up on her dreams because her dream mm-hmm. was to settle down and have a family with phil but of course. now she can't and the and the animal magnetism of phil cannot be overstated yes. oh definitely he just had it you know he had that spark she asked Brandon what his dreams are, and he says he's thinking about law school and a Ooh. career in politics. Which was kind of a interesting thing. I don't think we've really touched on that much. It's been a while since we've yeah. had yeah. a political Brandon. She asked him about Kelly and why he reacted the way he did when mm-hmm. he saw Kelly. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, I asked her to marry me, and I'm still kind of in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of an admission, too, because she sort of pushes him on it. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I still am. And I don't really think he's said that so much. I mean, yeah. his like wistful glances make it clear. But to say it overtly, I think, was kind of new. Yeah, I agree. So then Melanie just heads off to bed. No kissing, which I thought was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. We didn't even go for a romance. Yeah. No, no romance at all. At the hotel that David ends up at. Uh-oh, the girl slipped him some drugs, and now he's mm-hmm. out cold. Mm-hmm. They take all his cash, they take his credit cards, and they take his clothes. Yes. Yes, and we see we... That, that he has a picture of Donna in the primary in flap of his wallet. Yeah, old Donna. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they zero compassion for, no. for David. They are no, very they're, mean. They're heartless, yep. And I think he had several thousand in cash on yeah, him. Yeah, they, they said a couple grand in cash, yep. Back at Mark's house, Kelly comes over. It, this is the next morning. She comes over with a giant gift box. Yes. Inside are sheets and pillowcases. Yes. Yeah. Because what, he needed better sheets. I can't think of a better way to let your boyfriend know you're not ready to sleep with him than giving him a, a new bedroom set. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, he asked, does this mean you'll be sleeping over more often? And she says, well, if I do, you'll be prepared now. Yeah. At the hotel, Steve is not worried about David. He's like, ah, he went off with some girls. Who cares? He's probably. I mean, yeah. And to Steve's point, it's been like eight hours. Yeah. Like we knew David was going to another hotel to get. It just, it's not, they act like it's been like 48 hours instead of just the eight. You know, they're like, yeah. we better call Donna. I just wonder how much Donna has told them or like how much they have seen because they're acting much. like they don't know anything is wrong with David. I know. I don't think they really do. And like the only thing they've really had is him being chaotic in the car driving. And I fast think and that stuff. lets them know. off the hook a little bit. I think like so if too. they're not aware of the full situation of what's happening. Well, if stuff wasn't happening with David, like how differently would he act? Like nothing that he's done is that out of character. I don't think. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that's just kind of David being David to a certain degree. It's just this underlying 
mania well, that we're Ray seeing. Ray is very judgmental of the group. He's he like, is. someone needs to be looking out for David. Has yeah, anyone he's called like, you're Donna? supposed to be his friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Valerie's like, he's sick of the way Donna's been treating him. He's he's really over it. And Ray's like, well, I'm going to call Donna. So yeah. yeah. And he goes and he calls Donna, I mm -hmm. guess. We see that. Mm -hmm. That's off camera. Yeah. All right. So David awakens in the morning and finds his wallet empty. And he's like, oh, Donna, what did I do? Which, I don't know. Like in that situation, like they took his credit cards. How does that work if someone steals your credit cards? I mean, and... he's got to call the company and say, you know, cancel the cards and these yeah. charges are bogus, you know? Yeah. So, but Donna shows up in basically like an all white outfit. I think technically it's it's like creamy peach. <laughs> well, we're not like we're not there yet. We have Las Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We okay. have one more scene. Before okay. Okay. That. So at the Walsh house, Brandon has bought Melanie a ticket now a to go home. Ticket. To go a home. Plane ticket. Oh my gosh. And That's he pricey. says it's a loan. You'll pay. You'll pay me back. Sure. Phil calls again. And while she is on the phone with Phil, Muntz comes to the door to pick up the term paper, mm -hmm. which Brandon just gives to him. It's in a manila envelope, so Brandon can't see. Yeah, it was it was kind of just like, why did we need, like, we would have assumed that Steve turned it in. Why did we need yeah. the whole Muntz coming to pick I know, it up thing? I know, and it only added to the, you know, mystique of the episode to have this, like, Muntz coming, dangling yeah. out there. I, I don't get it. Well, Phil apologizes to Melanie. Melanie tells Brandon he apologized. He wants to be back. But she turned him down. Yeah. Good for her. Down flat. Yep. So she says she's going to go home to Chagrin Falls. And she's yep. going to save up the money she needs for an L.A. apartment so that she wow. can have her California dream, too. Well, she already has a friend in Brandon yep. Walsh who has both of his kidneys. Phil. <laughs> we think. Yeah, we do think. We don't know for sure. All right. Last scene at the casino, Donna shows up. Yes. Right? But they're all just there, and she just blows in in this outfit, and it's just like the angel of mercy has come. I, I know. I feel like this is the most, like, presence Donna has had in a long time. For sure, like, yeah. the way she stares down Valerie when Valerie says he's up in our room, and she's like, excuse me? Yeah. What did you just say? Yeah. Yeah, she and Ray have a nice little hug, but that's it. We don't really, that's the only interaction they have is this hug. Yeah. So she goes up to see Dave. Dave, he, he's back, but he won't talk to anyone. So she goes in there to talk to him and he's crying and says, you know, what's wrong with me? I don't know what's happening to me. And he's super embarrassed about what happened. And she hugs him and says, I will never let anything happen to you ever again. Perfect. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. And that's the episode. That's it. I don't know. I still am kind of thinking, like, did Claire and Steve and Valerie, did they actually do wrong things? And I feel like Claire and Steve never really saw the David stuff. Right. You know? I and think I Valerie know. should have told Steve and Claire. I feel like Claire might have been like, maybe we should go find him. Yeah. And make sure he's okay. I feel like they've forgotten that Claire and David were a thing for a good long while because that never comes up. I forgot. Right? Honestly, I know. Until it's just like a second. It's, it's, not a, it's not a thing. The only thing with Valerie is that back when all the stuff with David's mom was going down, that's kind of when they connected. They connected over their parents and she brought him to that ledge. It was like, this is where I come to like know that I want to be alive and stuff. 
So she knows that like he struggles with these issues and stuff and seeing him sort of spiral. I, she probably should have known more, but you know, she was hurt. And like I said, it's not, it's not that out of character for David. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would err on the side of, they should have, they yeah. should have tried they, to find They probably should have done more, but I think it's understandable that they didn't. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Uh, what's, what's your verdict overall? Overall, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I liked, I guess the Vegas stuff. I liked yeah. the whole Brandon arc. I did not understand. I was stressed the whole time because I was waiting for something bad to happen that never did. And it was weird. So, yeah. yeah. And then Kelly and Mark are like, I guess they're kind of moving along in their relationship. You know, they're talking about taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like the there's an easier way to get to what they want to accomplish with Brandon, because I feel like the point was his political ambitions. And then he still hung up on Kelly. Like those, I think are the takeaway from the Brandon storyline, but the route we took to get there was just bananas, yeah. you know, and how you could watch it and not seem like it's setting up a scam is really weird. So I thought that was all just a waste of time, you yeah. know, and Claire and Steve with the numbers was just sort of like kind of the B plot. Um, it was hijinks. Yeah. It was hijinks. Yeah. And in the Valerie David stuff, I don't know. I just feel like we're moving so quickly because we had the Valerie David, like, let's be partners, let's make out. And that was kind of a fun moment. And it's sort of like not fun already. You know, yeah. like we didn't really even get to coast on that for a minute. So they are moving very quickly through this. David needs maybe some, some mental help. Yes. Yes. Storyline. So I feel like I would put this in the in the category of I had a good time watching it. I don't think it's great writing. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's confusing why they wouldn't take the opportunity for Brandon and Tracy to have like an alone time yeah. to further their relationship. But I was thinking about that too. Had holidays. this been just a Brandon and Tracy plot, but I don't think he could have had the realization about Kelly with Tracy. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like he and Tracy go to the studio and then Tracy sees his reaction to Kelly. True. And she's like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe Brandon and I aren't a thing. Yeah. And, but that could have that could have served to make her sort of like double down on it and be like, I'll make him forget about that blonde, <laughs> you know, yeah. or she. Yeah. Or she could have. I mean, that could have added a layer of tension and furthered existing relationships instead of just like you know, having a, it was like an episode of like quantum leap or something. It's like, here's a character whose problem we have to solve. And now she's gone for the next episode. So yeah. Weird. weird. Did you have a 90210 snap here? I'll give it to the scene where the girls are taking all of David's. Okay. Stuff. I liked the Donna Val stare down. I thought that yeah, was a good, that moment. was good. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it to that. All right. Well, next time we're going to dive into uh, season seven, episode 11 with if I had a hammer. So make sure you listen to a lot of Peter, Paul and Mary in between now and then. That's a classic Peter, Paul and Mary song. Excellent. But until then, you can listen to me every other week on the Sindorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. We're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks. The Ewoks turn 40 this year, just like me. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. I am Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk 90s music. We just talked about the Everclear song, I Will Buy You a New Life, and I think we've decided we are officially going to every other week. Oh, you are? Okay, you're locking it so. in. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm saying right. it live, so it's okay. uh, now it's, it's here. Yeah, yeah, it's in print. But you also say your t- Twitter handle every time, and you tweet about once every eight months. So, but, if, but we do have people <laughs> that tweet that's us. True. That's true. And I, you've and been, I like you've been to called see that. out. You've been called out about your yeah. taste, including the prequels. And if that you have a specific yeah. 90210 comment for me, please tag me. Yeah, but I don't spoil. That. You got to remember. Yeah, no Kendra spoilers. There's but an innocent babe in the world of 90210. She doesn't know what's going to happen. Oh, Maybe next Nick, episode. The other day, we don't. were flipping through Pluto TV and Eric clicked on 90210. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never seen any of this. Oh, and I, no. I think I know some things now. So. Oh, oh, Kendra. It was just it's a second. Down we'll this see. road I'm, before. I'm trying to forget. Remember the Scott, the Scott reveal? Kendra? It was a character I've never even seen before. So okay. we'll see. Well, maybe, maybe you'll forget. Maybe you'll forget. The chances are high that okay. I will forget. All right. Okay. Well, until we get to that episode, Kendra, 902 and here we go. 